Y'all ready to be history? It's started. Welcome. Hi. 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 Hello, everyone. To the Pro Audio Suite. Thanks to Rode Microphones. These guys are professional. They're motivated. Introducing Robert Marshall from Source Elements and Someone Audio Post, Chicago. Darren Robbo Robertson from Voodoo Radio Imaging, Sydney. Tech to the VO Stars. George the Tech Whitam from LA. And me, Andrew Peters. Voiceover talent and home studio guy. Line up, And welcome to another Pro Audio Suite podcast. This week, we have a question that's popped up. Robbo. From uh, Julie Doolin, or Dolan, D-O-L-A-N. Paraphrasing here, but Julie sent us an email. Uh, She's in Sherman Oaks at the moment, but she's moving to Atlanta. Uh, And when this email came in, I presume she's actually done that now. Um, But she was saying she's never had a basement before coming from Los Angeles, but the new house has a basement uh, and also has a spare bedroom. And effectively, she's asking our thoughts, is she better off putting the booth in the basement under the stairs where there's a small room or in the bedroom upstairs? Well, George, I would imagine uh, we should start with you on this one. Yeah, you know, these questions always come with more questions. That's right. Because um, I need to know more about her situation now. If she, if she was home alone, or maybe just had you know a, part, a partner there in the home, that she could work around them. Being in the basement, assuming there's enough ceiling clearance to fit a booth, you have really good isolation from the outside world in the basement. Assuming that the basement is below grade, aka below the earth. So if it's a true basement below grade, obviously noise from the outside is going to be dramatically reduced. But what will get much louder is noise from inside the house. So now you're going to hear every footstep on the floor above, and you're going to hear the uh, furnace, water pump, any other mechanics that's in the basement. So you're, you're trading one problem for another by being in the basement. So you get better noise isolation from outside, you usually get more stable temperature below grade. It doesn't usually get very hot, which is going to help a lot in Atlanta, hot Atlanta. Um, so those are the big pros. Um, but lower ceiling heights are often a major restriction. Noise from upstairs are often a, a real pain in the neck to, to mitigate. And uh, so you got to look into those pros and cons and see which is going to be a better suit, what's going to suit your use case better. Well, scrolling through the email, let me throw this at you. She suggests, or I can buy a small soundproof booth, in brackets, whisper room, and put it in one of the guest bedrooms slash office. But hearing you talk, maybe she might be better off putting, if she can afford that, maybe she might be better off putting that in the basement. Um, you know what? My experience in most cases at all those prefabricated Booths, including the really premium ones like the studio bricks, are not capable of stopping all the footfall. We call it footfall, the sound of feet hitting the floor as they walk around. They're, they're just still not enough to stop that sound from getting into the booth. Um, yeah, I even have a situation where the, the client put a studio bricks in the basement and then we soundproofed the floor from above to stop the noise from coming into the basement. So we did both. So, yeah, footfall noise, impact sounds are really, really hard to stop completely. Um, even a vacuum cleaner running across the floor, you, yep. you can hear that in the booth. That's the trade-off. That is a trade-off. So, yeah, I would say if, if it's a somewhat little bit noisier home with more people and you've got a spare room that's a bit farther from the action in the house, 
then a studio bricks or whisper room or one of those prefab booths may end up being less of a headache to you most of the time. It's really interesting, the sound. That, that's something that I hear, even though I'm in a different building from my house. Um, because the floor is a timber floor, the percussive noise of someone stomping around inside the house, actually, I can hear it. So you're in a separate, I'm confused. Are you, You're in a separate structure, but you share the same floor yeah. joists? No, no, separate structure, different floor, everything. But it's just the percussive noise that comes out because the house sits about two feet off the ground. So there's like barge boards. Right. And so it acts like a kind of a drum. So, yeah, exactly. you know, the noise hits under the house and then comes out through the barge boards. And that makes it all the way out and into your other separate room. I can't hear it in the booth, but I can hear it coming through. You know, it's very quiet, but yeah. I, can, I can hear that percussive noise through the end wall of this building. Percussive is the key word. I mean, think yeah. about a bass drum the size of the entire house. Yes, that's the, exactly And it. the beater yeah. of the drum is someone's foot bounding on the floor. It's a significant amount of sound. It's a yep. huge sound wave at a yep. low frequency, and that's very hard to completely eliminate. Very hard. So, yeah, that's what you're up against in being in a basement, um, in a basement studio. And even if the noise source, let's say... Even if you're in the corner of the basement and the main noise is in the kitchen area or the, you know, the family room and you're at the other end of the house, that sound is still transmitted through the joists, the wood, you know, the framing of the house. And it transmits all the way across and you can still end up hearing it. Um, I have a client in um, Colorado who's got a triple wall studio bricks in the third bay of his garage on concrete slab. So it's the farthest from the house. But it's Colorado, so most of the garages are connected to the home because it's so damn cold in the winter. You want to just walk into the house from the garage. So the two structures are connected. And then so he's in, he's on the slab at the other end of the garage. There's two bays between the booth and the house. There's a wall that was newly constructed to so he could climate control that part of the garage for the booth. All these things were done, and yet if the kids, the two boys, are running around on the upper story of the house doing what kids do, he can still hear that in the booth. So it's just incredible how wood framing transmits sound, like a, yeah. like the bridge of a guitar transmits the string um, yeah. so effectively. Well, just to give you an idea uh, how it gets through, my, this building, like this was an outside garage. Mm -hmm. um, so the thing is actually made of you know steel. Yeah. So what we did initially was, and unfortunately I wasn't here at the time because I had to get a builder to do it quickly, um, he lined the inside of the garage mm -hmm. with plasterboard. Mm -hmm. um, but he used, I told him to use acoustic bats, but obviously um, he needed something more acoustic like a hearing aid because he didn't hear me. <laughs> um, so I found out months later, I'm going, it doesn't really work that well. And um, we sealed up the you know, the best we could. Anyway, it didn't use acoustic bats. So then I built the booth, which it floats on the on the concrete slab on rubber, and then it's like the, the yellow tongue or the, you know, the f dense board mm -hmm. on top of that and another layer of rubber, then another layer of that, then the walls are acoustically lined with two layers of the dense board plus everything else in there and, and treated on the inside. Then, because I wasn't happy with this, we actually went another layer on the outside of the building this time jamming acoustic bats inside that next layer. So it goes plasterboard, bats, uh, steel, acoustic bats, and more steel. 
I still get the noise coming in from the house if wow. someone's jumping around in there. Huh. Mm-hmm. It's quite complex. There's there's a the design that that I've been starting to implement, and this is one that I have to give credit to uh, uh, a great acoustician named uh, Skip Kuhaney. And I'm saying his last name wrong, and he's laughing at me. <laughs> he's such a fool if he hears this for saying his name wrong. Yeah. Uh, he's a he's an absolute guru when it comes to vibrational isolation. He knows his stuff. He does very big commercial buildings, very very big ticket, uh, very high high uh, budget residential homes, ten million plus dollar range homes. Yep. He knows his stuff, and um, he his designs that I've been starting to adapt into mine require you know a variety of different things layered. And yeah, it's it's that layering that helps, and it's also the methodology of how it's layered. That's a big part of it. And and he also uses something called mass loaded vinyl, yes, which is a, yes, about a pound that. per square foot. And but it's the yep. way he uses it that's unique. He's actually sealing airtight the joist base above, and so the you're creating a membrane, like an airtight membrane, um, out of this stuff, and it's allowed to sort of limply you attach it so it doesn't fall down but it's kind of limply attached and so the sound has to go through it uh through this limp material which is a much harder for the sound to go through than a rigid piece of material so um it's it's fascinating there's 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 several different layers of materials used in a in a very interesting method that is extremely effective and i've got several studios right now all in in construction over the last year that have that spec added to the ceiling. And uh, it's just as soon as one of them's done, I can't wait to share the results, you know, but uh, it's, it's sometimes it's, it's taken a long time to get contractors to build stuff right now. Really long time. Yeah. Year plus. Well, that's interesting. You're talking about that vinyl because once again, mentioning Pip, the mate of mine who lives around here, he did a huge upgrade on his studio in Melbourne Mm-hmm. And got a really good acoustician to come in and do the work, and they're using that 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 vinyl. Yeah, uh, and I think they're using it within in bass traps and all sorts of things. So yeah. it's one extra layer that's kind of loose. Yes. inside a, a huge bass trap. Sometimes it is. Yeah, it's hung limp inside yeah. the bass trap, and the sound it doesn't resonate. The stuff it just sucks up sound. So yeah, um, but if, where it's used incorrectly, oftentimes is sandwiched rigidly between two layers, like just add it as another layer between two layers of drywall. Uh, and that isn't as effective and it's a huge waste of money. This stuff's very expensive and it's much cheaper to just add another layer of drywall than it is to add a layer of this stuff. So But if it was if it was stretched out tightly, it would be like a drum skin. Yeah, you don't want to stretch it out and you also don't want to yeah. you don't want to squeeze it like a heart like a sandwich. Um, yeah, because it's it's just another dense layer and that it's not limp it doesn't perform well unless it's limp so yeah um that's that's something that's interesting about that stuff but uh here we go you ask us a simple question and look at the rabbit hole we go down that's right and it will not be simple an answer because (laughs) Mm -hmm. the answer is not that simple unfortunately there's a lot to it but um you know if you do want to dig dig into it and know more about what you're getting into i'm available for consulting on that i will drop a plug but you can consult with me if you need to well Funny you should say that, George, because Julie did say, I need your advice on what you think would be best and I would love 
to fly you out, George, and have you set up your tri-booth, but I can't afford that. Ha ha. <laughs> Flying me out. Well, I, yeah, she's in Atlanta now. It, yeah. it, it rarely makes any sense to fly me anywhere. Um, you know, but I, I Don't consult say that. from afar on this stuff all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I will travel when, uh, when necessary. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not that I'll never go to Atlanta again. There's another conference coming up. Who knows? Maybe I'll go. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, I consult uh, from afar on studio designs. I never even set foot in there um, pretty effectively. So we can certainly work remotely as well um, and get, get a good solution that makes, meets your needs and your budget without having to fly me in. Okay, I'm Charlie. not saying I wouldn't do it, but I'm saying I want to <laughs> yeah. save you some money. <laughs> you got George yeah. Widom saying, call me. So there you go. Right. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Now, are you doing a new blog? You were talking about that earlier. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I stopped blogging for a long time because we have all these other media. You know, we've got podcasting. We've got I've got my show for 11 years running now. And so I've been kind of distracted from blogging and I just lost, I kind of lost inspiration, really. Um, but the new inspiration really has come from the fact that I'm, I'm helping out folks constantly on Facebook. And honestly, I was getting a little perturbed at the fact that, you know, A, I, I mean, the pro is I'm helping people. That's never bad. And I'm helping people and that's in a way that helps other people. So that's always good too. But at the end of the day, the content is essentially locked away in the Facebook archives. You know, unless you're in Facebook no one will see that content ever. Um, and that really bugged me. So I decided, you know, when I when I have something really helpful to say, more than a few, a sentence, I'll write it in a blog post. So now I have a Facebook, I call it my Facebook answer blog. And whenever I answer questions from Facebook, I put them in my blog and then I relink it back ah, to Facebook. Idea. So you can you can read my input there. Mm. So it's been good. So it it's for you know, if anybody's thinking of doing something similar in their lives, this is a much smarter idea than putting your time and effort into a Facebook post. Put it on your own website because it helps SEO and improves traffic to your site, which is where you want people to go. So Spend less time proving to everybody how smart you are, George, are you listening, <laughs> uh, on Facebook, and put more of that effort into your own blog, and everybody wins. The content's still there. You can still help people, and you're driving people back to your own site, which is where you're really where that content should live. So that's what I'm doing now. And the other interesting thing, which I'm kind of learning because I'm getting my head around Google, it's the other thing, my other New Year's resolution is to get my website going, up and going, is Google, mm-hmm. the Google um, number crunching loves new content on website pages. Yes. So if you're regularly putting up new content stuff and it's seeing that it's audio related, you're going to get ranked higher too, which is kind of clever. Yeah, so that's very you, clever. as a voice actor or anybody running a business, you're trying to get people to your site. So the more content you're refreshing your own site with, the better. Mm. Um, and it drives more eyeballs back to your site. Don't blog on a third-party platform or some other service or, heaven forbid, yeah. put everything that you do directly in Facebook or LinkedIn. Put it on your site. Yeah. I say this out loud and I'm going, well, why didn't I do that 10 years ago? <laughs> I don't know. Why don't I do it now? Uh, it seems so damn obvious as yeah. I say it out loud, you know, but... Yeah. Um, it's a much smarter idea. Um, yeah. And if you want to check out the blog, it's just at georgethe.tech slash eldoblog, E-L-D-O blog. Why eldoblog? I was say. That was my original company name was Eldorado Recording Services. Huh. Way, way wow. back. And um, 
That's that's an old website. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, the, a, that's the link. So it's a nice little tip of your hat to is. the past, though. That's nice. It is. Yeah. And uh, if the latest post, if you're curious about what two plugins I thought were the most important and useful of 2021, um, well, maybe I'll just tease it. You have to go there to read about it. Is there well, uh, an EQ and a compressor? Give that much away. Come on. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now oh, you've got me interested. EQ, <laughs> EQ slash compressor and and noise reduction. Those are my two favorite. Okay. Tools and they are free, and they are free. Well, I tell you what, I'll give mine away here. I'll tell you one thing I found that I loved that I've been playing with, and not playing with, I've been using in just about everything is Nectar from Isotope, mm. uh, their, their vocal I, processing yeah. thing. I love it. I love it. Love it. What tool do you use? Do you, do you use the most? Because occasionally a client will say, "Well, I've got Nectar three. Can you use that in your yeah. processing stack?" And I'll go, "Oh, let me let me look around and see if what I what the EQ I yeah. particularly like. The gate is really nice. Um, yeah, and I use that. In fact, I use the gate on. You're listening to the gate work now. If you're listening to this yeah. episode, um, mm-hmm. uh, and the compression, mm, I find some voices I like it, some voices I don't. Uh, so yeah. on this podcast, you'd be hearing me compressed by Nectar, and you, in fact, compressed by Nectar, George. Uh, mm-hmm. AP goes through uh, the two A, and Robert is still a work in progress. Robert goes through a different one every week at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) And it also depends on where's Robert's recording at the time as well because God knows what he's going to send me. So, yeah. But, um, yeah. Well, as long as only one of us gives you you a hard time every week, not all of us. (laughs) that's uh, right. (laughs) (laughs) I try to be as consistent as I can. Uh, Well, Robert's consistently (laughs) shit, so, you know, he's still consistent. (laughs) 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 Oh, he'll never listen to this, so we can talk about it. Well, that was fun. Is it over? The Pro Audio Suite recorded using Rode NTG5s and Source Connect, edited by Andrew Peters and mixed by Voodoo Radio Imaging with tech support from George the Tech Wizard. Help us share the show with more people and get your hands on exclusive content by contributing to our Patreon page. See patreon.com forward slash Pro Audio Suite. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and join in the conversation on our Facebook group. To leave a comment, suggest a topic or just say g'day, drop us a note at our website, Pro Audio Suite.